Hey everyone, welcome to Final Rose tonight. We are Lisa and Susan, two friends and moms who love The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and The Bachelorettes. And actually, I'm really just holding out and waiting until Bachelor in Paradise at this point. How about you, Susan? We all are. We all are. Can't wait. Yeah, I know. It's fun now that they have all the previews and they did a little spoiler. All of a sudden, in the middle of the show, they had a promo for Bachelor in Paradise and who was drinking a beer? Johnny! Was that before or after he was eliminated 100% on the show? 100% it was before. That's crazy. I wonder if that, was that a mistake? Maybe they had the wrong commercial break. I think they put the wrong commercial in. Why would they do that? I know. I thought, I was thinking maybe it was later in the show. No, it was definitely before he was kicked off. Yeah, well, he was definitely ready to be out of there. I don't that's actually sure. watch commercials, but my sister, who works for television stations, insists that we, she watches all the commercials. And she sent me a text and said, wait till you see The Bachelor in Paradise promo so I was looking for it so I know it was for sure before he was kicked off interesting because then when their date came I go well you're not long for this world <laughs> which I think we assumed from the previews anyway yeah. they sort of showed like yeah I know there's why editing so you never though? know why would they like dilute their presentation I don't know some people might accident. just say oh I'm just fast forwarding I don't need to watch this part which I did well <laughs> yeah <laughs> and until you texted me and somebody else and I just assumed they would have done it after because I said he got kicked off during this episode. So I guess it's fine to show it. I didn't realize it was before poor Johnny, but he kind of maybe belongs more in paradise at this point. A hundred percent. Yeah. He's fun, but you know, well, I'm excited to see him in paradise. Me too. Not I the think, marriage type. I think it'd be a good addition. I agree. Him and him and Logan and whomever else we <laughs> see from this season. So what were your main takeaways from the show? My, one of my main takeaways is suddenly Rachel has a new dresser. She looks so much better. You think so? Yes. I thought she looked 100% better. Oh, oh no, she every, did not. Not every outfit, though. The very first one, when she was talking to Gabby on the couch, she was wearing, like, Gabby. The navy yeah, outfit? Yeah, it looked, like, frumpy and big-sleeved. and. Well, that's very stylish right now, Susan. Well, she didn't look nearly as stylish as Gabby. Gabby looked gorgeous. Every single outfit she wore, I was loving. I did too, except there was like a Malibu Barbie outfit toward the end when she was with Eric that was sort of a like pink lipstick, pink, but floral with yellow and bright colors skirt with that yellow top with the gold chain in the back. That's the only one I didn't like. Is that the very last outfit she was wearing? I think so. Oh, see, I like that. When she, oh, there you go. And I liked, I liked Rachel's first one, the navy one. I'm like, that's the only one. Well, she just looks so frumpy next to Gabby. That's what I thought. Well, I mean, you can't help that because that's true. They just, and you know, it's interesting. There was a couple times they had a swimsuit on. Mm -hmm. She's super fit, mm -hmm. darling figure. They just don't know how to dress her. I think she has more curves than Gabby. And she's shorter, and they just, oh, she looked awful. I agree. However, she looked better, partially because she didn't have as much beige. Remember how like, <laughs> in a few episodes, all she wore was that beige? Yeah, she had the oatmeal-colored oatmeal shirt that you hated. Beige. I yeah. hated that. So now they got her some colors. She looked like. There was a lot of color. There was that one outfit that was really bright and floral. It actually looked, it reminded me, I worked at this restaurant called La Senorita when I was in college. It was a Mexican <laughs> restaurant, and my uniform was like, teal or like turquoise and there were ruffles on the top that were pink and purple and then the skirt was almost to the floor and it was the same blue with the pink and purple ruffles ruffles at the bottom with nude nylons and black Reeboks it was very sexy it didn't look like that because it was really bright and floral but it did have similar ruffles and it reminded know, me very much of one. my outfit well, yeah okay let's just go with she looked better 
And at least it was an oatmeal color. Right. Okay. Okay. We'll give her that. I mean, she's so cute anyway, but I have to be honest. I have liked the girls less and less over the course of the last few episodes. So one I, thing. I, I agree with you. I liked, I still like Gabby, although she did a couple things, which we will talk about that did kind of annoy me, but I still love Gabby, but Rachel definitely, I like her less and less. So I agree. I 50% agree with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can definitely get into that. The other thing that I took away from these two episodes is I really wish they each had their own show. Why didn't they give Rachel a fantasy suite episode and Gabby a fantasy suite episode? You have two nights. Maybe they didn't know it at the time, but you have two nights of full fantasy suite action. Yes. No pun intended. <laughs> or pun intended or, or lack of action or lack of action right i mean you had the full package you had it all going on and so i wanted to hear more about that me too <laughs> although cameras are off and whatnot so we don't get to know about that but i found the back and forth to be a little bit distracting and then you're paying attention like why did she get two in a row and then i don't know i just feel like there was so much drama for each of them they could have just created separate episodes for that well sadly you're absolutely correct and the entire production just was strained because of the two bachelorettes. Mm -hmm. we, were really, we were really excited about them, and I'm still excited. I still like them, basically, and I, I see the promise to two, in having two bachelorettes. It was exciting at the moment, but practically, it didn't work for many reasons. And one of the main problems we saw over and over tonight was these women did not have as much time with the guys as normal because they didn't have their own season. They split season. So they it, they didn't have as much time for that reason. It was a split season. They didn't have each of the guys with them as much, you know, for as long, but also because they didn't have as much time with these guys. They didn't, but they could have. I Even though it's a split season, I think production could have gone longer or they could have figured out a way to have two different production teams following them around and had just as many dates. And right. Once they split off into the guys, they you know, for have. each girl, but remember how many things were canceled. That was what I was trying to think of. They had canceled rose ceremony, canceled cocktail parties. They did. Yeah. There was a lot canceled and you know, they had to make time for all the cruise line commercials, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but I didn't feel like I knew these guys as well as I should have here. Here's fantasy suites. We're at the end. I should really know this. Do you feel like you know Avon? I don't feel like I know Avon. I also don't feel like I really saw a love story. And I don't know if it's because the connections were met. Like there were moments, right? Mm -hmm. There were times that Rachel and Zach, I was so rooting for them. In the beginning, I was rooting for Rachel and Tino. But then I realized a lot of the stuff seems more surface level than I realized. And a lot of them that I, I thought came out during these two episodes, sure. that it was so much more surface level. The other thing I was really upset about in this episode is how the girls handled certain situations. So for example, all season, they've been talking about how they had PTSD from, from Clayton and this particular week, this fantasy suite week, where he told multiple girls he loved them. He said that he slept with all of them. You know, They were upset by that. And then this week, they did the same thing. Like, for example, Rachel literally talked about it in the beginning of the episode, how upset she was. And then she went on to tell Avon that she's falling in love with him, not just once, but like, just remember, I'm falling in love with you, like multiple times in the exact same way that Clayton did last season, right? Reminding and reminding. And then she said it to Tino. 
Well, I love you. I was really upset by that because I thought, what the hell? This is exactly what you didn't like Mm -hmm. about Clayton. Why are you? And she even says at the beginning, it's our chance. This is our week. We can rewrite it or something. That's exactly what she said. And then she goes and does the same thing. Okay. So here's what I think. In the real world, if you told someone, hey, I'm falling in love with you, that's pretty much the same as I'm in love with you. We don't really dissect the difference in real life. But on this show, those are two different things. And I think that's what she's thinking. She really only said, I love you to Tino. And I think in her mind, there's a difference. Yeah, I'm with you, though. I don't see that much of a difference. Like, if you're telling me that. And she even said, I can't remember if it was in an interview or with to Avon, I don't throw the word love around. You know, I, I don't take it lightly. This is a really big deal for me to say. And so by prefacing it with that and then using versions of it with both guys, I felt it was very hypocritical. And I was like angry. I felt myself angry during the episode because of all of that. Well, I'm not really in the position to defend Rachel. I'd love to interview her. Why did she do that? But I think that at the time that she went on the date with Avon, which we think that was her first date, Mm -hmm. right? When she went on that date, I think she was kind of mad at Tino. She was upset after the hometown. She was upset with his parents. She didn't know if that relationship was going forward. So maybe she was thinking it's not going to work with Tino. So I'm putting all my eggs in the Avon basket. Which I guess I understand. But if you're going to say don't throw it around lightly and I just want to say it to one person or my final person, then don't say anything yet. You know, in every past season, I think prior to, was it Ben Higgins, who's the first Mm -hmm. one to say it? Every season before that, they weren't even allowed. Good point. And so why, and then they've been talking about all the controversy every year when someone does say it to one person or multiple people. Why don't they go back to the day or at least follow your own direction when you're really consciously thinking about it and you don't want to put people in the position that you were in on Clayton season. And that's literally all we've heard about. (laughs) You're absolutely right. And you know, I think this was even correct me if I'm wrong is they were parting. She said something like, are you going to think about me? Don't forget about me. Are you going to miss me? I'm like, okay. Okay. That's even worse. Almost like, stop. You are not picking Avon. I don't think, I don't know, but probably not. We barely know the guy. There's no story arc there. He's not super familiar to us. He can't be that familiar to you. Right. I was like, oh gosh, don't say that. I know. I mean, I guess when you're in the moment and like, you know, she talked about the full package and they had this great (laughs) night and whatnot. So sure, she's probably feeling that, you know, this goes back to what Tino's dad was saying and Avon's dad was saying is you're living in a fairy tale and this True. is that, right? Like, it's sort of like going and hooking up with somebody on vacation. Not that I would ever do that. But, you know, people that are younger do that. And you, you're you falling in love in paradise and it feels amazing. Since, but until since you I'm choose. Married, I definitely do that less. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Are my kids listening to this? But, no. I mean, it, it is. The whole thing is so crazy. It's a week. This is one week. So she had three overnight dates in one week. They do sort of make it out to be like one right after the other. There has to be a day in between to recover. I don't know because sometimes when they're being interviewed, they say, you know, I just left so-and-so this morning. So I actually don't think there is a break. The other uh, thing I was very excited that they did not do this year is have all of the guys sitting together in a room. Yes. I was going to say that too. I, what did you think of that? Having them separate? I was really happy. 
because first of all, they were all head cases. I mean, imagine putting no, all of them terrible. in a room together, whether it's the cross. I mean, can you imagine Tino and Eric having a conversation? They would like, you know, hold hands and you <laughs> no, know, jump off. Both the, of them were about to jump off the bridge. Right. That was um, crazy. No, that would be terrible. But so. why? I wonder why. Maybe they just looked at it as you looked at it. These guys are just too emotional. They can't be together because they've had them together now for a few years. At first, I thought it was just a COVID related thing, but I think they've been doing it before COVID. I'm not sure whether when they started doing it, but I wonder if they got feedback because nobody likes it. It's no. awkward and uncomfortable for the guys and for the viewer. I, I couldn't stand it. I'm like, why are they doing that? Let them be crazy by themselves. And apparently they're all going to Jesse for advice, who, by the way, is completely useless. I love him, but well, totally useless. I, I decided though, he actually had a, you know, he has a spot. Before he was just like voice of doom and gloom. Oh, boys. Uh, Logan has COVID. Oh, yeah. He walked in and it was bad news all it the was time. Always bad news. At least now he's somewhat of a confidant and they can go and talk to him. He is useless, but maybe it helps to just bounce ideas off of him. But is he, they're even bouncing ideas off of him. He's giving no feedback. Oh, no. man, that's really hard. Right. Yeah. Right. What are you going to do? Oh, I know how you feel. <laughs> I mean, I guess he can't really give any advice. Right. I mean, because if he gives the wrong advice and then everything goes haywire. And everybody's going to blame Jesse, which I hadn't actually thought about until just now. So that could be part of the reason why he can't. He's better than Chris Harrison, who nobody would go to for advice. But he's, I still miss Caitlin and Tasha. I do, too. We may be the only people, though, by the way. <laughs> miss them. We are president and vice president of their fan club. I really like that. I did, too. I thought it was fun. And that was the reason I was excited about the two bachelorettes, because of the dynamic between... Tasha and Caitlin, they were just fun and giggly, and these girls kind of were right as they well. They would have been perfect in this scene, in this scenario, but nonetheless, Jesse's he's he's a, he's stepping up and helping in some way, in any way that he can. In no, any it's way true. He can. All right. So, should so, we jump into the sure. show? We can do a bit of a recap. I know we talked about some of the highlights, but there was a lot going on. I thought it was really interesting the way that they started. We were talking about the girls chatting and you know Rachel's outfit, and the first thing Gabby says is. It, I'm ready to fall in love this week. It was sweet. It was, but don't you think that's a weird thing to say? Like, oh, okay, uh, I'm going to fall in love <laughs> on this particular day. Like, this Wednesday, is going to happen, and suddenly we're going to spend the night together, and I will be in love and ready to get married. When you're well, questioning something, and then suddenly you're like, this is going to be the turning point, one great night together. I know this is the entire premise of the show, but it just seems strange to me every single season. They have these guys... They want to get engaged and go on with their lives. It's just not realistic to think that all of these guys want to get married. And we see that several of them have no intention of proposing. But yet, Gabby and Rachel are, you know, myopic here. We are going to get engaged at the end. And it's sort of sad because maybe you've, I mean, it reminded me of Peter and Rachel Lindsay. Yep. He was a great catch. They might have been great together. She had to get engaged. He wasn't ready to get engaged, so he left. So the question, though, is, and I think we talked about this in the last couple of weeks, would she have chosen Brian? No, anyway? I don't. Well, who, we don't know. You know, because, like, now they're married for five years and they're so happy. Like, would things, would she truly have ended up with Peter or was there a little bit more to the editing there? Nobody knows. But I agree with you. And I don't know if it's me getting like crotchety and jaded or and sick of it all. 
but you do see some of the connections and there's nothing wrong with wanting to actually go out. And it looked like the previews, Eric sort of at that point, like, all right, well, I'm it. Now I can tell you, maybe I'm not ready to get engaged. And that's okay. Cause they're going to go out and live their life and get to know each other anyway. Why does it have to be a ring at this point? I've been saying that for many years. I don't know. And, but going back to Rachel and Peter, like your question is, would she have picked Brian anyway? Well, I don't know because she was awfully upset about Peter. I mean, she was. If you were going yeah. with someone, you'd be like, oh, you're not ready. Okay, bye. Talk to you later. But she, this went on and a whole breakup and it was super sad. Would you have gone through all that if you really were going to pick someone else? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Like, who knows? Because even this week with the editing with Gabby, you know, she was all over the place. You know, we'll talk about the drama with Eric, but essentially, he was obsessed with her and I love you and I'm jealous and I feel like you're cheating on me, like professing his love in a way that she wanted. Mm -hmm. And then after that, she was like, ugh, and like walked away and was grossed out and was like, really, I hope this date with Jason goes well. So if it would have, would she have gone back to Eric or would she have realized it that she actually was getting the love that she wanted? So that's where I was confused and she was all over. Well, it's very confusing because she was seemed like she was all about Eric. And then we, we have talked about this, the whole bridge scene. Yeah. And how she was upset about that. And then she's like, okay, well, I'm ready to move on to Jason. That's just, I mean, I know it's not the real world, but that's not the real world. You don't, I mean, is it? No, but then to come back to Eric and be like, it was always you. This is where I get frustrated. Is Let's it, talk about it because I feel be like we're getting anyway. ahead of ourselves. But I am just, I was just angry this whole like two nights. Let's get into the show. So the girls were chatting in the beginning. Rachel talked about how she was dreading this week, as we talked about, and they felt manipulated, which again, I get it, but then don't do it to someone else. <laughs> so, and then they just talked about the guys and their connections and how excited they are for the week, which they typically do. Gabby mentions, like Johnny, she thinks, you know, they could be in two different places. She yeah, she did get, see that. Yeah, And Rachel said, which shocked me because I wasn't shocked about the Johnny comment really, but Rachel said that she's not there yet with Zach. I thought that was surprising. I was surprised to see that too. Yeah, but Rachel, I mean, Gabby said she she was, she was really into Eric already, which I was like, oh, I didn't even know that. But, but I, I think we did know that yeah, after so. hometowns yeah. with his dad and everything else. I feel like we had a good sense. I think we both sort of fell in love with Eric after that. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So they were the first date. Right. And they jumped off a cliff. They <laughs> jumped off a cliff. They went to Lover's Leap. That right. was actually cool. That was the cenote. And they jumped off all yes. the ledges. And then that last one was really high. She was very scared. I was like, how do you jump off that thing with the bikini that you have on? Like, was, it didn't even have straps. I was thinking the same thing. I noticed she was holding it as she went down. She her. did. She, but she was holding the top. I'm like, I mean, the bottom. Well, I guess the bottom wouldn't fall off. But... That was shocking. Um, but yeah, it was cute. I thought that was a really nice moment. She was scared and he was comforting her. And... She felt very supported, she said by him. So she equates that with he's going to be a great husband. I can tell you there are many great husbands out there who wouldn't have supported you or jumped off that thing. But <laughs> if it works for you. If yeah, they you... don't support you, that's a problem. If they don't jump oh, off, right. I get it. But that's if they don't true. support you, then like I actually think that's pretty telling. It brought them so much closer. It did. Yeah. They seemed like they were on the same page and ready for it. She was like, I want to crawl inside you. Oh, okay. I love that line. That was though. cute. Was I, I loved this date. They I, just seemed to have a great time and get along really, really well. Yeah, they did. And she was talking about, they talked about the hometown date. They talked about 
family. And she made a comment that I thought was interesting, which was his family is a whole versus mm -hmm. parts of a whole. It was really and she's well never thought out. Yeah, she's never been able to feel that before. But he respected how, you know, where she came from, how strong she is, and couldn't imagine what she went through. So it's interesting that he's empathetic and it's neat that she sees the family she's always wanted in what he has. And so hopefully Very it's sweet. a nice compliment. I hope he wins. I hope they get along. I know, I although my forever. gosh, like what after this? It's you know, well, anyway, the whole date was great. You know what I, I loved when he opened the envelope for the fantasy suite. And do you remember what he said? When she looked at him, what do you think? And he said, well, obviously, yes. <laughs> that was such a great line. Yeah. I don't know anyone's ever said that. Um, okay, so they have their nighttime date. <laughs> this is cool. Back to the fashion. She was wearing this beautiful dress. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. It's very low cut mm -hmm. and sort of yellowish. Yeah. I believe that that was the dress that she was wearing when Jesse came to tell her that Logan had COVID and the <gasps> cocktail party was canceled. I think you're right. Because we said, oh, what a waste of a beautiful dress. Yes, you're right. That's a great observation, Susan. It. I love that. Well, the funniest speaking of fashion was they come down in the morning and they're all giggly and she's wearing like this like pink yes. pajama outfit. And it looks like the dress that I got today from Amazon. <laughs> it, was so it was so wrinkled. I'm like, either you had a really great night or you maybe didn't open and steam your outfit in advance <laughs> of the show. Maybe both. Yes, I agree. It literally looked like the Amazon dress I had delivered today that looked like it was rolled up in a ball. That's funny. Yeah, I, I know. I did notice it was awfully wrinkled. They were so cute together. I definitely love that part. I loved every moment of this date. Like even just the goodbye, I, I was thinking to myself, this is actually the, even though he's not eliminated, it was the saddest goodbye of all of them. Like we talked about the never ending Nate goodbye. And we talked right. about all these different goodbyes where they were literally going off the show. This moment was the saddest moment for me. I'm like, I don't want them to have to part ways right now. Well, and he was super sad. He, he was obviously discussing like more of what they had talked about in private. And he said how much it sucked that she had these other relationships. Like obviously we're talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. They were talking about it a lot, which I get. And you'd well, think for her, she would feel so loved and flattered and safe with yes. all of that, even though it's hard. Right. I get, I think he had made a comment later that it seemed like she was cheating on him by going on these other dates. And I understand that perspective, but also you have to respect the process. And then I think it just made her feel like a bad person or guilty or whatever it is that she was feeling that kind of turned her off. Well, when he had her go onto the bridge and she met him there and I thought, oh, isn't that sweet? The producer set this up because they had that card and I knew that wasn't his handwriting on it and whatever. So she goes out on the bridge and she's happy to see him. And then he, which she hilariously was all dressed in this cute little dress and her hair and makeup were all done. She was sitting there writing in her journal or something. Yeah. Well, well she had no idea who she, it was from, she right? She had no idea, but she obviously knew something was that meet me on the bridge. Right. So she goes to the bridge and then he says more of this, you know, this is hor so hard for me. kind of. Yeah. And I think he is, his intention was to make it this special moment where like, I'm so excited to see you. I just needed more of you right now. And then it turned into that because I think he made one or two comments that completely like derailed the expected conversation. I think he wanted to have a really sweet moment. Well, I thought it was really sweet. And her response surprised me at first because she was mad at him. And she kept saying, we've already talked about this. And I thought to myself, well, 
you know what? Just because you're on The Bachelor and you're used to having 20 second conversations with people, this is a real situation. He feels he feels vulnerable, which he should, and this is hard for him. And he is just needs a little reinforcement that you still like him and come give him a hug. And I thought it was a real thing that he wanted some affirmation from her that she was, you know, I don't know if he, I don't know if she had had I don't think she had had another date or maybe she had had the Johnny date, but whatever it was. He just was like, hey, I'm still here and I need some. I know, agree. Yeah. It was very thoughtful. And he did need a little bit of reassurance from her. And I don't think that's a bad thing either. I was mad at the, at the way that she reacted. I thought it was childish and immature. I thought it was completely insensitive. She made it all about her and how so angry she was. Yeah. Like, he just wants to have a conversation with you about something that makes a whole lot of sense that he feels like this is a bad situation for him. I completely agree that I watched her and I thought, what is your problem? Like, why are you being such a bitch about it? But then I thought about it long and hard. I believe that what happened was they had this conversation off camera and they discussed, you know, it's a crappy situation. And I don't know if she said, don't worry, you're the winner or what. She did, not yet, but she does, she does tell him that she loves him. Not sure when that was, but I think something happened in the fantasy suite where they had this conversation off camera. Obviously, it's easier to talk off camera. I don't know exactly what she said, but she had this private conversation where she said, "It's not. I'm not cheating. This is the process. Don't worry. I'm coming back around," or whatever she said to him. But then, when he brings it up again, and now she has to talk about it on camera. I don't think she was prepared because the producer set this up, but I don't think she was prepared for having this conversation with him on camera. Probably not, but she could have very, she made it a bigger thing. All yes. she needed to do was comfort him a little bit. But what upset me more is that she was going on and on about like, my person might not be here. Maybe this isn't what I want. I don't think he's right for me. I really hope the state with Jason goes well. Like she completely she dismissed him as a viable husband. Right. At the end, I think that she was just mad because not that she had to have the conversation again, but she had to have the conversation in a different way in front of all of us. So I understand why she was mad, but just give her an answer. Just have a conversation. It's not that hard. She truly is just as you said, she overreacted. She acted like he's not her person anymore. I didn't understand that. It was a really bizarre, oh, to your point, overreaction. And I, again, I was so frustrated with that. So anyway, Ugh, so okay. we move on to Rachel and Avon are on a boat. And then we see Jesse go and see Tino. Like, why was he going well, and visiting that's Tino? That's an interesting thing. Tino, and I think a little, well, a little bit, Eric, a little bit, Zach, they have these private conversations with Jesse. But Tino gets an interesting edit. I don't know if you noticed this. He is shown repeatedly throughout this show, freaking out. Yes, repeatedly. I mean, oh, they're all probably freaking out. We never see. Well, Eric was freaking out. We, we, we never Zach really was freaking see out. a lot of these people freaking out. But Tino, they keep coming back to and they keep coming. He has to be. They know he's the front runner. And he's also hot-headed and kind of volatile. Yeah, something. I don't think that's a great edit. No, I think about that no. a lot. He's very impatient. Yes. He's overly cocky on certain things, overly confident, and then gets like very quickly angry and worked up and impatient Correct. about things. Yeah. And so I don't know that that's helping him, no, to be I, honest. I think they keep showing it because they just want to remind you he has this side of him. 
yeah, I just didn't understand the point of that conversation. You know, he was talking about the waiting game and how it's trying his patience and he's struggling more than he could explain. So is everybody else, right. you know, he felt strongly since Bruges. I just didn't understand the point of this well, little segment. It was, I mean, I don't know if it was for humor's sake or something, but he says all that and then they quickly cut to Rachel and Avon having this amazing time on the boat. And it's like, oh, well, Tino, you're, you're right to be worried. Um, so it was back and forth. And then it went yeah, that's back probably what it was. It's yeah. gutting me to think about them. And then it's back to them on the boat having this fabulous time. Yeah, I guess so. So maybe it's putting this us. This is when Tino says it's mind-boggling to me that she might be unsure. Well, <laughs> I understand why he thinks that. She clearly is not hasn't decided because she's getting along great with Avon. Uh, he says, I certainly don't need to sleep with anyone else. Well, there's no one here for you. <laughs> right. right. So uh, you may feel differently. Apparently, Rachel does in this situation. But I did think uh, Rachel and David had a nice date, right? They talked about the hometown, and his parents thought she was amazing. They had a lovely connection, but I wasn't feeling strongly about it. By the way, her pink dress was terrible at dinner. Oh, Do you remember this? Yes, it was yes. cut out in the middle and had, yes. like, one random strap on the side. It just didn't fit right. It wasn't oatmeal, so I gave it some points. Right. Um, she says, though, even could be the one. I'm falling in love with you. I remember that. And and she asked him, could you see yourself getting engaged? And he said he could see an engagement and life outside with her, and he wants to make sure she feels the same. I just wasn't, like, I. they were saying all the right things, and it was lovely, but I just wasn't feeling anything. No, I wasn't either. Partially because I feel like I don't know him very well. Right. And this is where she talked about uh, the L word and how it was thrown around in Clayton season. and But she felt comfortable saying it. Right. I was mad. This is where I was mad. And then they cut back to Tino, who's still like feeling like this is the most excruciating week of his life. No, it was exactly. kind of funny, but uh, poor, poor Tino. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess, so she spends the night with Avon. This is when she said Avon is the full package. I was like, the full package, okay. I mean, good for you. <laughs> so you had a great night. And then again in the morning, she said she's falling in, the, in love with him. I even wrote in my notes, I'm angry and cringing. Like, stop right. saying right. it. She said it, and then at some point, I wrote this down. She said, don't forget, I'm falling in love with you. Right. Like, okay, what's happening there? That was really frustrating. Then we cut to Tino having a temper tantrum before his date. He was really glad they were having a date today. He said he was excited but nervous because hometowns didn't go well. Let me ask you this. Here's another horse riding, horseback riding date. I thought of you. I know, because I say this every time. This is my worst nightmare. Why is horseback riding romantic? Well, <laughs> I mean, do I you know. think it is? I mean, if you're on a beautiful beach and there's water and the sand and you're kind of walking along, it does seem like it might be romantic. Have you but been you, horseback riding? You told me it's not. But when you watch these dates, they're not on the beach. They're up in the mountains and the horses aren't behaving and the guys are getting frustrated and she's laughing at him. And yeah, it doesn't seem very romantic. I just, I know people think it is. And I would love it if we have any listeners out there who believe that this is romantic. Will you please help us understand? Because I've been horseback riding and it's not very comfortable and you don't have a lot of control. I'd rather go walk on the beach yes. than ride a horse on the beach. But again, this is me. Not that I don't love horses. Horses are beautiful creatures and I have full respect <laughs> for them. But if I saw that on a date, I would be angry. <laughs> I don't find it romantic. They seem to anyway. do horseback riding every couple seasons. They do. Somebody thinks it's romantic. They do. And it actually, where they went, that cliff area was really neat. 
And he was really sweaty though, which is gross. It was neat, but it seemed so precarious. That little ledge they were sitting yeah, on. Yeah, it was kind of random. Like they could have just gone to the they top. They could have just sat on a step or something. I know. What if they fell? Do you I, think I, they would have just they dried them off and edited and tried again? I don't know. It was making me a little nervous. He was very sweaty though, as I said, which was disgusting. You could tell she was really nervous and uncomfortable. Yes. Her yes. being her. uncomfortable made me on edge and uncomfortable. Yes, her demeanor was different. I think she really wasn't sure what she thought of him. She just told Avon they had this great date. Yeah. Avon and his full package, they had this great date. <laughs> and she's upset about Tino's parents. And I guess she was sort of upset about Tino being so oblivious to his parents not liking her. Um, he was yeah. really oblivious. I was surprised because there were a few things that she had told him that he was shocked about. but. The other thing about this, and this was all talked about during the evening date, I couldn't figure out if he really likes her or just the idea of her. Everything well, he says seems disingenuous and stereotypical. Like he could say it to anybody. There were a few moments that I thought were nice, but a lot of it, it's like take out Rachel, insert, you well, know, black and white photos. About Tino. He's ultra competitive. Yeah. And in past episodes, he's gotten upset when he didn't get the group date rose, even though it was silly. He'd gotten the one prior or whatever. Yeah. He is definitely a competitive guy. So does he really, really love Rachel or does he just want to win? That's what I'm trying to figure out know. too. I mean, there were moments that I felt like he was pretty genuine. One of the things that she told him that he did not know was when, when his dad said, I'm not going to disown him if he gets engaged, but I'm just not going to accept it. Yeah. I don't know that we heard him say that. No, we didn't hear him say that. That was pretty shocking. I could see, I would be really shaken. Well, Tino seemed to finally understand. Yeah. Whatever she said to him, he finally got it that his dad really didn't. But did he not like Rachel or did he not like the situation? We don't really know. But at least finally, Tino seemed to like come around. Um, he had some really wonderful lines. One of them was, he said, I can't leave without you. They'll have to. The, like referring to his parents don't yeah. have to be on board, which that's true. They, they, well, it is true. He said he doesn't think his dad gets him very much in the relationship yeah, sphere, yeah. which is interesting because we don't know his history with no, relationships. So is there additional context there or not? We don't really know his relationship with his father either. Mm -hmm. But he says, I love you and I'm in love with you. And then Rachel says, I love you too. And this is where I wrote WTF. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he just have this whole situation with Same. Aiden. I was so mad about this. Yeah, because he said my heart's a little bit in my throat saying this, which I thought was kind of cute. But I love you, Rachel. I'm in love with you. And I'm so happy to say it. And like a whole bunch of stuff he said in between. And she said, I love you too. I really do. And then she tells the in her little uh, camera interview, she says that she sees Tino at the end. So I guess Aiden's out. That's how I read I would assume like, so. Sorry, Aiden, you were a great date, but we've so, you know, we've moved on, we've but moved on. I just, it makes me mad that she said that to him. I agree. Like, why I do you do that? Agree. Right, so we move on to Gabby and Johnny. <laughs> we've, we've lost the train here of Rachel date. So we're moving on again. All right. So, so yeah, now we switch over and, uh, completely different date, totally different kind of situation, totally different vibe. We know there's no way in hell Gabby's picking Johnny. I know, but I, I think they're like fun to watch. Oh, I, for sure. If they were in paradise, I would enjoy watching yeah. them. But like, there's no way it's going anywhere. Two points. She, she thinks he gets her in a way that never, like never ever has a man gotten her before. My favorite, well, there were a few favorites from this. He goes, I have a Hobie cat. 
And she <laughs> thought it was an animal. Yeah. And then he said, Gabby's the dopest girl I've ever hung with. Okay. Right off the bat. Oh, romantic. Such a funny line. So cute. So Johnny. But that's not something you say about someone you're about to get engaged to. Right. But <laughs> he wants to just sit on the couch and watch TV and then go get a pizza with her. Like, this is not, they're not getting married. No, I agree. But I love that line. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Cause I'm thinking about all this romantic stuff that everyone's saying and how they're describing Rachel and other people right. are describing Gabby in these beautiful ways. And he's like, she's dope. <laughs> and she says, I can see a life outside of this. She, I see a future with him. I'm like, I'm seeing a whole different future, Gabby. Right. Him. It's like maybe it. going for pizza and building Ikea furniture. But he was sweet, though. He did have a really nice line where he said, you helped me talk about my feelings and you have met, you've made me into a better man. I mean, I think she did change him in a way, but. Oh, yeah. He grew under, under her. He grew. <laughs> he's <before>. a player. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. He's just not at that point in Isn't his he, life. I he's a he's cool 25. guy. I think he's 25. I think so. Which, nothing wrong with being 25, but. I mean, Zach, I think, is 25, and he seems ready. He seems like he could have gotten married three years ago. Yeah, he seems older and definitely more mature. But, yeah, John, I mean, I thought it was nice. And, yes, Gabby had to walk away, and she was upset. But I think they both realized, like, they're into And she even said it, to your point, in the beginning of the show, I think we're in different places. And they really were, and I think they both acknowledged that. And she even said at the end, it was hard, but it was kind of meant to be. Well, he says, I can't see getting engaged next week, which brings us back to the age-old question. Maybe they would be a great couple. Maybe they could leave dating or whatever, but she wants to get engaged, and he can't see getting engaged. So So yes, but, or yes and, I agree that they could be a fun couple outside of it, but I think there's guys that are not ready to get engaged right now, i.e. Jason. Right who just wants to take the time to get there. Although that ended in a whole horrific car crash that I was not expecting. But like, hypothetically, there are guys who (laughs) want to be on the path to marriage. They're probably ready for marriage, but this is a little rushed for them and they just need to take their time and date. Johnny, I feel like they could be a cool couple outside of the show, but I don't know that there's like a path to marriage anytime soon. I think it would be a path to like hanging out. Right. You know, because she's dope. Just dope. She's the dope. She's the dopest girl I ever <laughs> hung with. <laughs> so that was quite an amicable breakup, though. Yeah, I liked Very it. Nice. I felt good about that ending, and I'm sure they'll be friends and whatnot. And, and I'm we excited. Get to see him on Bachelor in I'm actually pretty excited because I think he's a really desirable guy. I think he's going to be fun to watch, like a cool character. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's yeah. dope. He's dope. Dope. All right. So then we've kind of already talked about this, but after that was when Gabby got the letter to meet uh, Eric on the bridge and she just feels so pressured by him. I'm like, give me a break. Oh, I know. That annoying, yeah, that was really, I just, he didn't mean for it to go that way. She felt like she had to just defend herself again. Just the fact that she was questioning and saying he doesn't trust her and felt like it was all crashing down and this is the end and walls and barriers are going up. And I'm like, okay, girl, like, calm well, down. Ironically, he had nothing to worry about. He had nothing but, to worry or Although maybe he would have had things gone differently with Jason. Well, true. We don't know that at the time. Yeah. But Gabby says this feels like the, we talked about this. This feels like the end to me. Like really? He's just 
being a normal person and well, right expressing his love that you're sleeping with people right. all week long and you want to be loved like you've never been loved before but that was the end of night one right so yes. then we leave in this cliffhanger night two they actually come back to this situation first and she came back to right. hug him and said she just sometimes she just needs the second right which i appreciated she said she said she knew his heart was in the right place which it really was I agree. It really was. But then they kind of got into it again. And then she started right. getting upset again. And she said they struggle with miscommunication and they're very different people. When she said we're very different people, like a red flag went up for me. For sure. Like she's just all over the place. She loves him and then she's mad and then they're different people. And then he's the one she's been waiting for. Like, is this all her journey of processing and figuring it out, which she does say later? Or does she just is she just so in the moment she doesn't really know what she's saying? I don't know. But, you know, his dad's sick and dying and all that. And every single day that he's there is another day that he's not with his dad. So who knows what's going on in his head? Like, I, I felt really bad for him. I felt horrible for him because he's a really good guy. And all of this was coming from the right place. Really well-intentioned. And she just, like, lost it. She did. She lost it. So I think that's because she's not getting enough sleep. <laughs> That's another story. All right. So we move on to our next date. Jason. Well, we really love, loved Jason. Uh, yeah. Don't but he about. immediately knows he's not at a place where he can get engaged. And we know that. Yeah. He was that. talking to Jesse about that yes. before. And I do believe that he's kind of felt that way the whole time, hoping he can get there, but not really. But also didn't want to give up on anything yet because I right. think he was really into her. I do love that she took him to play tennis because he played in college. That was the greatest date I think we've seen on, on. Why was it the greatest date? It was just the greatest date because Jason, not the most, you know, not so much emoting going on and he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't, these, this whole process is not great for him. He almost left. He doesn't like the cameras. He doesn't like the microphone. But he loves tennis. He does. And they really did. So, and she's so cute and apparently caught on pretty quickly and was wearing the most darling dress I ever saw. Ever? Ever. <laughs> and they're just so cute. And he was in his element. And he was happy as could be. And I actually thought, well, maybe he's going to reassess. Maybe, maybe he's realizing she is the one. Maybe he could, maybe he could uh, get engaged. Yeah, but I think that goes to he's was a big fan of hers, right? Yes. And wanted to continue to date her. Yes. Then they change into their swimsuits and they're in the pool and they're laughing and having fun. What I couldn't figure out is you see Eric standing on a balcony and you hear laughing, like echoes of laughing. Was that editing or could he actually hear them in the pool? I watched that scene several times. I don't think he could hear them because if he could hear them, he would be like looking or turning or something. He just was staring off in the space. I don't think he really could hear them, but kind of creative. Made it look like right. he was being tortured. More, I know, because they were. he was narrating his sadness in the background yes. and they're interspersing it with like the giggling and the champagne drinking and all of that. Exactly. So, but one thing that I didn't understand is Jason kept saying, well, I'm going to have to talk to her. I want to be open and transparent. Mm -hmm. He said that repeatedly. Why did he have to wait until the nighttime to be open and They always do. I feel like the, the dates during the day, it's have fun and be light and enjoy it. And then the serious stuff comes in the evening. I feel like that's 
been pretty consistent. I agree with you. Like, was he anxious all day wanting to talk to her? Like, was there a moment during tennis that, you know, like sometimes when my son was younger, we would play ping pong and that's like where all the good information would come out, you know, like yeah. during tennis, you know, you're kind of talking and distracted. You could maybe. You might have said, oh, I could tell her now, but this is such a fun day. Yeah, maybe. Played tennis in a while. I don't want to ruin it. I don't know why he just kept saying it over and over. But Johnny, they had a serious conversation. And they never went to nighttime. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. But for some reason, he waited until the evening. Yeah. But he did say, you know, it's such a strange place. When I'm with you, it feels normal and effortless. And she said it's more than fun. It's comfortable. And she's falling in love with him. So she did tell him. Right. You know, she feels like her feelings are strong and she can see him at the end with her. Well, and then they went to the fantasy suite to talk. Which I actually appreciated uh -huh. you know because he did say he's not ready to get engaged she said it was a weird transition after seeing family and he said he wanted to focus on her and talk about how he's feeling and be transparent and he said he's into her he's had some of the best dates ever but he's not there yet and it's in his head what is real and i think that set her off a little bit like are you saying this isn't real? But this goes back to is this you know you're falling in love in a fairy tale you don't really know each other and he said that Right. Like, I don't really know you and you don't really know me. And here you are a week away from getting engaged. And you're like, hold on a second. Like, right. I see I you at the end. I understand why she was a little annoyed. I agree. But I also understand, I understand his side both too. sides. You know, she sort of thought, can you be a, can you believe in hopeless romanticism? Can mm -hmm. you take that leap? And he can't. He's a realist. He said, I'm a realist. She felt like he had led her on. And why didn't he? She said that. She you, did, you yeah. You led me on, and why couldn't he figure this out earlier? Well, how much, you know, again, how much time did they really have? Maybe, well, they did have that whole date in France, but. As well, regardless, none on, of it's that much time. They don't have that much time. And I, I was kind of annoyed that she said that. I like Jason. I, I he like He did him. the right thing. He did the right thing. I completely agree. And he's right. And I guess I hadn't thought of it that from that perspective is you don't really know someone. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have these in-depth conversations, but how are they in the real world? How are they around their friends? How are like, how do they act? What do they, I mean, you understand what their interests are, but you don't feel any of that until you're out in the real world. So I kind of get it. Like you live in a fantasy land. We're going to talk about Zach's date and how they had apparently a very serious conversation. They talked about politics and religion, and we never see that kind of conversation. Well, once in a while, we have seen little bits of that, but a lot of these guys, we never hear a real conversation like that. Well, they probably have it. That's what the fantasy suite date is for. It's not all just like a boom, boom room. It's all, you know, so <laughs> they do have know. the conversation, but they don't acknowledge the fact that they talked about all of those things, yes. but it was, so they have this whole conversation. So Gabby and Jason have this whole conversation and they're both kind of hurting, but they're also not ready for it to be over. Even though she was saying, you know, she wanted him to play along and he just couldn't do it. And so they do decide to go to the fantasy suite and talk and like get the cameras away and see if there's actually something there. I was very encouraged by that. I like Jason. I thought, oh, maybe they can work it out. But alas. That was pretty shocking. I Actually, I was surprised. not expecting that. So they ended up in two separate rooms. The conversation did not go well. So they show the next morning. And usually the next morning they're making breakfast. Right. They show like a dead bug and a champagne right. glass right. and the fully made bed. So you know what's coming. 
And so no it sounded shoes like on the floor, nothing. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it said they were talking in circles and she was running out of patience and just agreed it wasn't meant to be. And they said right before she walked out, he was like, This is it. Well, it was sad, but it needed to happen, I guess. It needed to happen. I was surprised at how disconnected he was. It was almost as if he was never into her. Like it was you would think it would have been a little bit more of a sad goodbye or like we really had a great time and I wish this could have worked. I just wasn't ready, but it was more like, we are so different that we have no, there is nothing here. Like, I don't even know how I thought there was something here. <laughs> Didn't you get that feeling? I was very surprised. Yes. Because before the fantasy suite, I thought exactly as you just said, well, we don't know, da, 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 da. but then something happened in the fantasy suite, some conversation or something that, yeah, it was when they came back after commercial and they were not in that fantasy suite, even even if they had been sitting in a couch or she was in a chair in a couch and they were sleeping, there was clearly they were not there, which was sort of the metaphor for they were not there. They were right, not, not even close, close to there. Not even Have close. we ever seen that before? Like the know. fantasy suites going so poorly. I can't think of anything. Yeah. I can't think of one. Yeah. Same. But then she starts going, how do you keep trusting? Johnny also doesn't want me. Is it me? You know, why am I so hard to love? Right. And then on the other hand, you've got Eric, who's totally obsessed with her. And she dismissed all of that as if it didn't matter. And she said, it does take the right person to know me and they might not be here. Right. I'm like, how does Eric feel watching that back? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they end up together. It seemed like they would have unless they've broken up by now. But if you're watching that, you're like, Hello, like, I've I been know. jumping up and down telling you I'm obsessed with you. I know. I was I really upset. The same thing. There we go. Adios to Jason. I like him, though. I kind of hope we still see him around Bachelor Nation. He's a good guy, but it doesn't feel like his jam. I don't feel like we will see him. Yeah. I, I think he's gone. It's going to disappear into I the darkness. I actually thought when they showed um, the fantasy suite and he wasn't there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And you've got this feeling. Obviously, they broke up, and you see – Gabby and she's crying and you know there's some voiceover about how she's just nobody wants me or whatever she's saying I thought oh my gosh that's the end of Jason I assumed that they had broken up in the fantasy suite and that was the end of Jason but then she was going to his room like that was some added like why did she have to go to his room and just okay yes as we discussed it's over maybe for the camera so that, that we could us. yeah and i thought that is the last we're ever going to see with jason yeah you're probably <laughs> right about that which is i really like him i'm a little bummed maybe he'll do, he'll go do something else that's relevant so. in but, the world yeah he doesn't really have the bachelor in paradise personality no i don't think so or he's not in the running to be the bachelor and Maybe it'll be on Survivor or something. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of which, we heard maybe it's Justin as The Bachelor. I don't know. I heard today maybe Avon. I don't know. Mm, interesting. Okay. Well, every day is a new day, so we'll hear something else <laughs> we tomorrow. Hear some person every hour. <laughs> We're going to know soon enough. I don't even care. I just want Bachelor in Paradise. Give it to me right now. Um, all right. So, Zach and Rachel's date. Yeah, Rachel's wearing a really weird <laughs> outfit oh, that reminded me of my days at La Senorita. I I felt like they sounded so scripted. It was a really awkward date. She and had a personality I we have not seen. I did not like the she side of her. Fake. Didn't she seem fake? Totally fake. And I I felt like their conversation was so shallow. It just there was no 
connection? Like, what happened? I don't know, because I thought she was all crazy about him. And she said she has no question as to whether he would get it on one knee, and she knows he's ready. And he was he was more than confident, he said. Oh, yeah. I mean, by the way, I loved that, that part of their date where they were trying on hats and stuff. She had that visor on and said, it's kind of coastal grandma. I'm like, look at you. That's my favorite style right now. <laughs> Anyways, just an aside. Yeah. So then they were having their tarot cards read and she looked undecided and worried about the past, yes. which was Clayton's season, they thought. Yeah. What did you think of that? Well, at first when they said that worried about the past, I was thinking of Tino's parents. But Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's funny because I thought the same thing at first and then she sort of said it's Clayton season, but maybe it was more about Tino's parents. Although she had already had her date with Tino, so maybe that was gone. Well, yes, true. If they did it the same, correct, in the order that they showed it, that's true. But when she says um, she's worried about the past, you're, re you're recreating the past. Right. Everything that you didn't like that Clayton did, I do believe you just did. I completely agree. And she no, didn't learn from the past. But she was still talking about how traumatized she was. Like I, I'm wondering, watching it back, if she realizes how hypocritical all of this is. I don't know, but this is why I said at the top of this podcast, she really annoyed me. Yeah, same. I was not a fan. And then this date and the evening date, they were walking and it was like, isn't this tree pretty? And then they talked about the weather. I just felt like who are these two strangers? It just she didn't said, We're feel. On the same page. I thought, no, no, you I were not at were. all. It was so awkward. And then she asked him if he noticed that she was a little bit off all day. Like mm -hmm. she definitely was feeling it. She struggled with the feeling she had last time, tainting this week a little bit. I don't know. He was very sweet about the whole thing and said he's in love with her and gets to talk about everything. The fantasy suite, like, couldn't wait to to do that, you know. And he said. He's expecting in the morning to feel even more in love. I'm like, ooh, famous last words. Like, you've definitely just jinxed yourself. So then they show him upset the next day. In the morning, yeah. So they're having breakfast. They we seem don't really know what happened. super awkward. They were making small talk. I was so uncomfortable. But then he said, he, was, he said, oh, she said it was a tough conversation, but he handled it well and hopefully gained clarity. And he said it was a lot to digest. And then, so I was trying to figure out, because they did say they talked about religion and politics, and she was concerned about him not being ready for commitment at his age. That was the other thing I didn't understand. So was their discussion on religion and politics startling because of the content? Was there a lack of maturity that she saw or felt? Because, like, she's only a couple of months older than him. He she's 26. very mature. Right, but he said they were, like, two strangers, and she kept going back to his age and whether he was ready. Well, I Is that an excuse? The whole thing was very strange. I thought that perhaps she really, she, I mean, she says from the very beginning, she's not sure if she's there with him. So some part, maybe she was just acting. Like she's thinking, well, I'm on The Bachelor and Bachelorette and we're going to Fantasy Suites and I need to play along and I'm going to not give him a rose at the rose ceremony. So... She maybe she was trying to get him to eliminate himself, like say you're so young, you're not really ready. I don't know what she was trying to accomplish, but one thing I thought was extremely strange, and maybe you heard this differently, when Zach went to talk to Jesse, he said when the cameras were, were away, she was unauthentic. Yeah, she wasn't showing her true self. So was she That's acting weird. for the cameras and then was like, 
I'm super not into you and I can't fake it in private. I, I Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I felt so bad. I don't even, you know, I'm not like the biggest Zach fan, but I felt so badly for him. He was just crying. I was crying. the biggest Zach fan. Like I really, <laughs> I think he's a good guy. I loved their movie dates. I yeah. loved their hometown date. I thought they were so cute and he was very thoughtful with the airplanes, you know, going to watch the planes exactly. and he was so into her. So I think he's going to be a really great catch for someone you know what? Sure. And if this wasn't going to work, this wasn't going to work. Uh, I hope we see him again. I, I'm a fan. I've been a fan the whole time. I'm really, again, disappointed with how she treated him. I just, she was like, who is this person? Like, she's just not she the Rachel like, we a thought. a bunch of different personas in this episode. She did. She had like the nervous side. She had clearly this like fake side. I couldn't figure out. I did not like her at all. Me neither. I was really bummed. I can't picture Zach either at Bachelor in Paradise. I you? could. I Maybe. could see him there. Yeah, I think he's a really good guy. I think he would be fun. I don't know if he's on it, but I think he right. would be fun. And well, I, I think he would fit in again. great. I do, too. Not I really do. got this loser edit. I kind of like him. I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. We'll yeah. find out. We'll find out next week. We will find out, hopefully. Well, so Gabby uh, was, again, talking about her person not being there. She wants to be loved for who she is. Like, oh, Eric's doing that. And then Avon. So they're dressing for the rose ceremony. So they show oh, Avon yeah. talking about how he sees a future with Rachel. And Tino's feeling really confident. He said, he, this is how he is. The fantasy suite was perfection. <laughs> it's so funny. He's always so... Overly optimistic. Fortino played. Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. Competitive one for sure. So Zach's. Yeah, he's well, feeling sick to his stomach. Funny. I mean, not really funny, but Avon says, "I'm falling in love." You know everything that you just said. Tino says, "I'm feeling confident." <laughs> Zach says, "I feel sick." Yeah, because I'm <laughs> sick to my stomach. He feels the complete opposite from every other rose ceremony. Sad and overwhelmed, and wanted to talk before the roses, which right. is smart. I'm surprised he wasn't gone already after all of that. Like I, I, did I too. there was part of me that when they showed him walking in, I just thought he was going to immediately go and be like, and we're done. I was right. surprised that he stuck around for that. And so, well, we I don't even know what they happens. told them. You come to the rose ceremony, you can talk to her. But she came in and she started talking. I mean, several minutes went by and then she was about to pick up the rose. And he says, oh, Rachel, we have to talk. I thought it was interesting how happy she looked. She did look really pretty here, by the way. That red dress was beautiful on her. And she said she got a lot of clarity, but also more questions. But she'll believe she, she believes she'll have an engagement. But the way that she came in, like if I were Zach, I'd be kind of frustrated with how I wrote in my notes, she seemed way too happy. I could not understand why she, again, she had this like weird fakeness to her. Like she just seemed oddly happy. Don't you know in some way you upset Zach? Is she oblivious? I don't, I don't know. know if she's oblivious. I don't know if she doesn't care. But again, I don't know if maybe that's her way of expressing her nervousness is to put on. Remember Hannah Brown, like in her book, would talk about anytime she was upset, it was just smile. So I that's wonder true. if there's an element of that. It did to me also come off fake and disingenuous. I'd 100%. be curious to get inside of her head and know what she was thinking in that moment. Right. What the and she's on the podcast. We'll yeah, exactly. When we can interview her or we'll listen to somebody else's podcast. But they, they ended it there, right? And yeah. then Gabby wanted to go and find Eric and tell him how she feels. She was waiting for the right moment and she knows what she deserves. That was a great scene. I like that. But did you feel, I felt, fr yes, it was a great scene. I mean, watching it, I loved it. By the way, 
I don't know why they do this. And I don't know if this is like reminiscent of Baywatch, but Gabby slow walks. I don't yes. know if you noticed that yes. when they show her walking to the room, it felt very staged. And I feel like there's a lot of that. Every time they showed her in her little white jean shorts, she's slow walking is to wherever she she's going. Not change? a chance. They told her to walk very slowly. I did notice It's that. awkward. So this is where she looked like Malibu Barbie with her bright skirt. Oh, it was a white top with a gold chain. And she said, I'm going to jump right in. This week's been crazy and been learning about herself and making decisions and things didn't go as planned. We misunderstood each other. And she wasn't understanding why Eric didn't just trust right. us, I think is what she said. Well, because she's sleeping with other guys. Hello. Right. But I don't think she did. Well, he doesn't know that. Right. Right. He didn't know that. And she said having her date with Jason made her come around to knowing what she deserves. And she said, you fought for me so much and taught me how I deserve to be treated. It was hard for her, but learned how to feel safe and loved. And then she loves him and he's the only one left. So he was over the moon. I just, again, felt weird about it because of everything she said earlier. I don't think my person is here. So Okay, so here's what I have a question for you. It reminded me of Katie Thurston when Michael A. left and Greg left and whoever else left and oh remember Blake Moynes he was still there <laughs> lo and behold he the last man around. at the bar and when so the lights he, go on he was the winner and I thought to myself well, I wonder if maybe Eric was never number one Jason was number one you know who knows but yeah we'll like, never he know was still there so you're the winner Eric and then she was saying things like Eric is the love of my life and so she did talk about that, the fact that she had to process it all and like having gone through that gave her perspective. I can't figure out if I call bullshit or not. If Eric, I agree with you. If Eric was the love of her life, why would she be hysterically crying over Jason? And going on and on about my person's not here. Why yeah. doesn't anybody yeah. love me? And yeah. I deserve to be loved in this way. And it was like, did she have the epiphany because this was her only option to your point, last man standing? Or did she really know. feel that way? And it did take all of this to help her see the light. I mean, we won't know until we know. No, but great question. Yeah, and I feel very unsettled. You know, and we kind of felt this way. I keep going back to Rachel Lindsay. I did feel this way when Peter left. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's your person. And you just, just go along with it, Rachel. You don't have to get engaged. Maybe you guys can date. He's the greatest. Right. I loved him. Okay, so he's gone. And then she goes with the next, you know, all right, fine, Brian, you're the winner. But look, they've survived and they've been married for years and things are great. Like, so maybe it was great. meant to be. It, maybe it was meant to be. And maybe it was all editing and I didn't even know what I was seeing. So if Eric's been her person all along and she's super happy, I guess we should be happy. But to your point, there seemed like there were some not so happy. <laughs> she had some reservations. Right. Clearly. But again, is that her being crazy and in her own head? And like, because oh, no. I did feel like he was the one for a while. Like, I really thought they had this awesome connection. Mm -hmm. So maybe she just went crazy. I don't know. We'll find out. Then Jesse's standing in a studio in L.A., which was like, what? Oh, I'm, a broken down I'm studio. I'm like, did somebody die? Why like, couldn't he just be standing on a stage somewhere or something? But why did they right. need to do that? You know, we're not going to see the ending tonight. We need to take some time and really prepare ourselves. Right. I, the whole thing made no sense. Also... 
coming off of Menta All, where he had that, you know, bullshit comment about, oh, we're going to have news that's going to change your lives forever. Right, and then everyone gets a cruise in the audience. I don't Who cares? believe a word that man says. No, I agree. Well, they always say it's the most shocking finale of all time. I just didn't understand why they needed to show him standing in the studio for extra dramatic effect. I really thought there was going to be some news, like, oh, since the finale something happened that like we just want to tell you about right but it I mean, wasn't in one hand you know he's in the studio and it's like a broken down studio and he's amongst the rubble i think <laughs> is that supposed to symbolize it was backstage like, behind the scenes <laughs> you know whatever horrible situation is going to transpire i mean i am really curious to see what's going to happen but i know it's just going to be probably not going to be as exciting as i think yeah probably not i mean there were a few things in the sneak peek like gabby doesn't want to be there anymore Tino said, there's no way this works out. You know, Rachel's mad and she's questioning someone's character. And now Eric is saying he wants to date Gabby and he like isn't ready to propose yet. And then they show Rachel who's angry and wants an explanation. So here you think you're getting kind of close to the happy ending and it's just going to be a matter of them going and having the proposals. But it seems like there's some twists and turns that are it's coming. It's the most dramatic finale ever. Ever, ever. That's what Jesse told us. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I'm kind of more excited now, even though I'm less of a fan of the girls, I'm more excited now to watch than I have been. Like after mental, I'm like, can we just move on at this point? Which I still feel that way, but I am anxious. So, um, and we're watching the finales together. So. Oh, it's not just the most dramatic, excuse me. It's the most shocking. The most shocking, right. Yes. So, yes, we're all watching it together. I can't wait. I know, I'm excited. So prepare to be shocked, everybody. All right, or not, or no, or not, right? And we'll talk about how so not shocking that oh, was. This was so fun, Lisa. I loved recapping this. Me too. I know this was a good episode. Lots of drama. So much more to come. So thank you everybody for listening, and we will be back next week with all of the shocking. Well, I don't know if it'll be shocking next week or the following week, but so much will be shocking. It better be shocking. I'm looking forward to it. Right. So please join us either way. Uh, as always, you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at final underscore rose underscore tonight. And we will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.